Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today, we have someone very special to me and whether you know it or not, she's very special to you guys too. She is my podcast producer. Her name is Haley Gaffin and I am so excited to chat with her all about podcasting and how it can be so beneficial to your business, especially for those of you who are interested in becoming creative educators or growing your platform in that way. But even really for any creative entrepreneur who wants to establish themselves and grow their business and make connections, there's so many reasons. In fact, if you have been a longtime listener, you may have heard our previous episode talking through five reasons you should start a podcast. So make sure you go and take a listen to that if you haven't yet. But today we're going to talk a little bit more actionable, tangible steps to get started and some things that you might want to think over and also some answers to some frequently asked questions that I get from my students all the time about podcasting. So Haley, I would love to have you introduce yourselves to our audience and tell all our listeners a little bit about you and why you got into podcasting. Yeah. Thank you for having me and allowing me to come on this side of the production, which is kind of fun. I'm Haley and I own Gaffin Creative, which is a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. And I started podcasting back, I guess it was in 2017. I was working for a company that had a podcast and just kind of fell in love with it, fell into the production of it. And then you reached out to me. You were like the very first person that made me even consider what this could grow into. Um, and you were like, Hey, I saw you edit podcasts. Can you help me? And so at that point you were my only podcast client, I guess we had all of the ups and downs that a brand new podcaster would have, and we have worked through those. Um, but since then I've kind of taken this business full time and, Now I'm helping people launch their podcasts and produce them ongoing and making it work for their businesses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a blast from the past. I mean, it was, that was over three years ago, if you can believe it. Like, yeah, you just celebrated your three year podcast anniversary. (laughs) I had it on my calendar and I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how quickly time passes and probably for you, like how much you've learned and been able to like implement with all of your other, now you have many, many podcast clients, which is, I feel very honored to have been the first. And I also, I mean, I am always happy to be a guinea pig. So it was fun to kind of go through all of the little roadblocks together and figure them out. So I'm really thrilled to have you on here because I feel like I get asked all the time by my creative educator Academy students, like, Hey, I'm considering starting a podcast, but I don't know if it's the right fit for me. I feel like it's maybe oversaturated. I feel like I it's complicated. It's really technical. Um, and I help them through it, but you are the pro here. So I want to ask you, like, if you could address those things, like, first off, let's address the whole, it's an oversaturated thing to do right now. Like everybody and their mom has a podcast. What do you say to that? There's a couple of things I want to address with this because I don't think it's oversaturated. I think you're not starting a podcast to become the top of the charts podcaster. Like, sure. That's a great thing to achieve, 
but you're trying to serve your audience and doing it through a podcast is a great way, especially for educators to be able to serve without an ask. So you're just giving information. And if you're doing Instagram lives, stuff like that, that's awesome too. Um, and that's also things that can be repurposed into podcast content, but the oversaturated market thing is just like Instagram, just like Facebook, everyone has one. Does that mean it's oversaturated? You know, like (laughs) people are following you, you're putting in the effort. A podcast is the exact same way. But then also my second thing to that is I don't think everyone should start a podcast. I really don't. I think it's a lot of work. Uh, you have to know how to educate and have conversations and really pour into your audience in a way that you can't do unless you're dedicated to it. So like having that motivation and the dedication to putting in the work, putting in the conversations and sharing knowledge that people don't actually have to pay for. (laughs) And it does lead to other things though. So we'll get into that. Yeah. I love that point. I mean, I think that a couple of things. I love that you brought up the social media aspect of it of like, yeah, I mean, is Instagram oversaturated? Is TikTok oversaturated? But like, you're still doing it. So what's the difference? I would also throw in there, like everybody has a website and a blog. Do you have a website and a blog? Like, it's just another way to get your information across, right? Like it's another way to share your knowledge, like you said, and it is a lot of work. I love Clearly I love chatting and I love talking. So this to me is like a fun way to spend my time. But if you don't naturally enjoy conversational or, um, you know, like lecture style talks, you're probably not going to love podcasting. So I'm glad that you said that. And you were just like upfront about it. That's, um, always really refreshing when people are honest and candid. Uh, so, okay. So let's kind of switch gears here. And I would love to hear, you know, when people say, Oh, one roadblock I find is that it seems really technical. Like, I don't feel like I can never figure it out. There's gear, there's like feeds, there's RSS feeds. There's all these, like this lingo that tends to be overwhelming. I mean, it's the same concept of like course creation, I think for people, which is like, oh, there's too much to learn. So I'm just not going to do it. What do you say to that? Yeah. There's a couple of things with that as well. Um, my very first thing is hire a professional to do it. (laughs) I mean, I don't do everything in my business that I don't know how to do. I hire someone to do it. And that's the first thing, but if that's not in your budget, it's totally understandable. That's where I would say like, there are resources out there. There are free resources. I have a blog that has tons of information about podcasting on it. I have my own podcast that talks a ton about podcasting as well. Um, but there are resources if you have the time to do it, if you want to spend time researching and being in the know and all of these things, those resources are out there. But I do always recommend, like, if you want to take the most efficient approach, I would hire someone to help you with it or lean on someone who has the experience of launching a podcast. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think that there's always a a time and place for like taking a course or enrolling in a program or taking free content. But I am all about like hiring people whenever possible. Um, and I know you also have a program coming out. Can you like, tell us a little bit about that? So for anybody who's interested. Yes. So podcast launch program is open for enrollment right now, um, at the time of this airing and will be open for about two weeks, a little less than that, um, at this point, but it is a six week 
group coaching program to help walk you through launching your podcast alongside other podcasters. So depending on how many people enroll in this program, you will go through six weeks of education with me. So it will include video trainings, um, audio trainings, because I love audio over video. <laughs> it will include co-working sessions, group coaching calls, and You'll plan your launch date. And at the end of the six weeks, you'll either launch that week or in the remaining two weeks that are support weeks. So it's technically an eight week program, but my goal was to make a program that podcasters felt supported in on a weekly basis, not only from me, but from other podcasters going through the same thing and bouncing ideas off of each other. I love that. I mean, it sounds so like thorough and so thoughtful of people's time, because I do think that another huge thing that people bring up to me all the time is like, I do not have the time to make this happen. And for me personally, when I teach on things like time management, when I teach on burnout, and even when I teach on education and creating new educational offerings, my number one piece of advice to people is like, you've got to carve out the time. And the best way to do that is like, setting that deadline and having accountability, which sounds like exactly what you've created. Um, and as somebody who like we've worked together for so long, I know that it's going to be an amazing experience. So I hope everybody who's listening, if you're even like considering creating a podcast, even if it's not right now, go check out all of Haley's resources and this program. Um, okay. So back to a couple tactical, tangible tips for my peeps who are listening and who are like, okay, well, I am going to check that out, but what do I do first, aside from enrolling in a course or enrolling in your group coaching program or hiring you, what's like one step that people could go and do after they listen to this episode, they're all fired up about like, okay, I need a podcast. I want to serve my audience. I want to grow my audience. What do I do? The first thing I would tell you to do is to figure out what your goal is and who you're speaking to, because I think there's been a time over the last few years where everyone's wanted to start a podcast. If you enjoy talking, you feel like you can start a podcast, but what is that podcast doing for you? Um, and I always encourage you to just know that you're going to serve your audience. Like that is, there's no podcast without serving your audience. So don't make that your goal, make that the purpose of your podcast is to serve your audience, but the goal should benefit you, whether that's to build up your reputation in the industry, whether that's to market your business, to gain sponsorships eventually, and to monetize it and it be a full-time thing. That is what I would tell you to do, because if you don't have that goal defined, there's nothing driving you to actually completing your podcast planning or launch or anything. Oh my gosh. That's so good because a, that's like not at all what I would have advised, but <laughs> now that I'm hearing it, I'm like, okay, wait, no, she's right. Like, that's such good advice. I was thinking in my head, you were going to say something like, um, pick a category or pick like what you want your podcast to look like in the end or like, but I love a goal oriented start. Like, yeah, I, well, and I too, like, I would also consider what are you actually trying to accomplish with your podcast? As far as conversations, what do you want out of it? but I don't think you can plan that without that goal. I think you can go into it without a goal and just kind of have a podcast, but what's going to keep you moving in it? Because if you're not putting in the time and effort of producing your own show, you're likely paying someone to do it. And when you're paying and investing into something, you want it, you want that investment to come back to you and be a good return on investment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know 
we all make mistakes sometimes in investing in things, but I think something like this, it's, it's really clear cut that like, you're going to get out of it what you're ready to put into it. So that's amazing. All right. So another question that I get asked a lot and that I think comes up a lot in conversation is like, how do you get over the fear? And do you have tips for people who are fearful of interviews, of being on the spot, of having to think on their feet, um, and of actually like getting people onto their podcast as a guest and thinking on their feet and just kind of like approaching conversations naturally on podcast interviews? Yeah. Well, I actually have a ton of experience with this myself because for my own podcast, I didn't host interviews for an entire year. So I had like 52 plus episodes that went live with no guests on them. And I got over it very slowly. Um, the first thing I did was I brought on my mom. So my mom was my very first podcast interview and it was rough. Like she even said afterwards, like, you need to work on this a little more. (laughs) And I think it's a lot about getting over the nerves because we are going to say and do stupid things. What, when we're recording, especially in the beginning, because you're nervous, you're letting those fears get into your head, but that's what people like me are for. I edit all of that out. I take out the things that you don't mean to say the stumbles, the awkward pauses, the wrong interview questions all of that stuff comes out in production and you don't have to worry about it. You can make yourself be more presentable when you mess up. Um, so I think that's a really important thing to remember is like, it can always be fixed. It's not live. If you're doing these live on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're recording them out at, I would not start that process until you've really honed in on your interview skills. And in doing that, it takes practice. It takes a lot of preparing. So if that means that you have to have an outline, that means you have to have an outline. And I have clients that also, they script out like pretty much the entire episode outside of their responses to the guests of the guests answers. So it's really finding what works for you, planning, practicing, and repeating over and over, and then letting your producer handle it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like knowing yourself and knowing what you need is so important. Like I could not follow a script if I wanted to. So I like to kind of just like have it be really natural and flow like a natural conversation. But I also have been public speaking for, you know, years and years and years. And so that to me is like my strong suit, in my opinion, that sounds really cocky, but you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like self-aware about it. Like I could not follow a script because I think it would make me stumble more, but some people really want the script so that they can like follow. So I love that. And then of course, practice is so important. I mean, I'm pretty sure my first few episodes sounded like absolute garbage, even with public speaking experience. So, and I'm okay with that because you really can't get better until you actually just start trying. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, for my own solo episodes, I script every single one of them. I do. It's very rare that I deviate off of a script that I've written for an episode. And that's because I'm trying to hit like a 10 minute, 15 minute mark on every episode. And I want to make sure I'm doing it in a very concise manner, but that does add time. Like I have to go through and I have to write that episode before I go to record it. And some people don't have the time to do that, or they just don't they don't want to, but also you can sound robotic when you're reading, but for people like me who as I'm reading, if I try to go off that script, I get so lost and I'm like, Oh no, 
how do I get back to where I was going? So, yeah, I think it just, it's a lot of preference in that. Um, and a lot of, a lot of figuring out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you've shared so many amazing tips here and you've also shared that people can really find and different ways to work with you from free resources to your upcoming new group coaching program. So I'd love to hear now, of course, as you know, our signature question, what's your unpopular opinion on podcasting? My unpopular opinion on podcasting. I've kind of, I think, well, since I edit every show and I listen to every episode here, I, I feel like everyone says this, that they've alluded to it already, but my unpopular opinion is that not everyone is made to be a podcast host. I think that there are a lot of people that are starting either too early or they're just not sure that a podcast is the right thing for them and they should do a little more digging and research for themselves before they start. But at the same time, I also think people should pitch themselves for podcasts before they try making their own. Um, because it will give them an idea of what being on a podcast looks like. Although I feel like I just turned away every person on the episode that was listening. (laughs) No, no, no. I feel like honestly, it's like I say, you've heard me say this a lot, like from creative educator Academy and the mastermind, I'm always like self-awareness first. So there's just a difference between like imposter syndrome and like, this isn't for me. So just like thinking through, like, is this a good fit? And like, do you suggest people contact you if they are unsure if they're a good fit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I recently hosted a challenge to help podcasters kind of understand if this is something that they should go through. So can they actually plan out their podcast, what the name, the description categories, topics, and I made them write out a full quarter's worth of content before they ever paid me a dollar. I don't want to take your money. If you have no ideas for your podcast, if you don't know what you want to do with your podcast, all of those things that are building your podcast, if you, if you don't really have an idea or you can't come up with it, I don't think you should be investing into a podcast program or maybe a a lower end course. Like I do offer podcast launch kit, which is a DIY course that's something that you could look into just to get all of the information from one place instead of having to Google yourself into, you know, the metaverse. (laughs) But I, I think that I'm definitely open to having those conversations because I, I want people to be aware of what options are out there for them and not taking the wrong route or making the wrong investments either. I love that about you. I will say you guys, like if you're listening in and you're like, man, Laylee's really pushing this. I'm going to say like Haley has been the best producer and I can say, I can compliment you on the air, but honestly, like I would not have wanted to walk through the past three years without you. And you know, I started out even editing my own episodes for a while and like I can edit, but man, it is just so much easier to hand it off and to know that somebody trusted is handling something that's so important to me. So anyway, I adore Haley. And I think that just working with somebody so ethical and so um, honest is a rarity and you guys should definitely go check her out. Thank thank you you so much. (laughs) Thanks Haley for being on the show and for making the show. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Well, I also want to compliment you on three years and how much growth has come in that three years. Because even if you look back, like we, when we first started this show, well, let me backtrack because the show was amazing back then too. But I also feel like 
there has been a shift in what your podcast serves, who your podcast serves, the goal and the purpose of your podcast. And I think it's grown with your business. And that's another thing to consider too, is if you're launching a podcast and as you're growing a podcast, making those pivots and making it change with you, but also like making it serve your business. Because three years ago, we never would have imagined putting a full blog post together to help with your SEO for a podcast episode. And now it's like a staple in what we do every single episode. So yeah, Yeah. congrats on the growth. Thank you so much. Yeah. And absolutely. And if any of you guys haven't listened to the hundredth episode, I talk a lot about like how much the podcast has changed over the past few years. So, um, take a listen to that too, but I really appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you being on and just sharing all of your knowledge with us. Well, thank you for show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to. So here's the thing, podcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.